Size I vote and write the name, push the needle. I'm walking tall, cause I know that y'all expect me to lead. To push the message, I am willing to bleed. I gotta get what I need. That's social reform, that's prison reform. I'm highly informed, don't put down a pen. I got a list, I can't resist. I preach it till I talk with a list. And who you know gon' give it to you like this? And here on KBL, yeah. they talk 1580, yeah. we gon' get it. Yeah, we gon' get it. The whole world, don't smile, they your media. Hey. The hey. others tell it, but they truths have some limits. Got some limits we got that food for soul, now what hey. they feeding ya? Black lives matter all the time. Yeah, let's talk about it. About the school to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk about hey. it. Breaking news. Not only are Alex and Robin Ayers in the building, which is going to make my show 10 times better. We'll need Miles today. We'll need him. But uh, what's up, Miles? But also uh, Will Smith and Denzel Washington for their Oscar nominations for King Richard and the Tragedy of Macbeth, respectively. Can we give love to them, Miss Alex? Can we give love to Will Smith and Denzel Washington for their Oscar nominations. Uh, Well-deserved, too, by the way. Haven't seen Tragedy of Macbeth yet, but I'm working on it. Probably check it out this weekend. But Will Smith and King Richard, if you guys have not seen King Richard, wow, we, I dare you not to cry. I dare you. Hopefully Will Smith will get that Oscar. I think he has a Golden Globe back in the day, I think. But he doesn't have an Oscar. I hope this is the year. We shall see. But uh, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morrison. I got to get a little something off my chest today. If you were privy to yesterday's episode, you heard me categorically break down why the way in which we African-Americans, our marriages and our relationships break up can have a long lasting effects on our young kings and queens. Breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend can be a traumatic experience, and the dissolution of a marriage can be even worse, especially if there's assets to divvy up and children to account for. But yesterday, I used the breakup and the action surrounding them of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian in the backdrop of an overarching conversation, and unsurprisingly, the trolls came out in force to defend their 21st century lord and savior. Because some bad man on the radio was saying a few negative things about him. Why you coming for Kanye? You just mad because he ain't think about you. You just mad because Kanye is winning in life and y'all can never achieve what he has. Black people always trying to tear other black people down. That's why we can't never get nowhere. And of course, Ye got $6 billion. How much money you got? Ye ain't checking for you. You just jealous. Interesting. You know, for the record, uh, it might be impressive that Kanye West is a multi-billionaire, but it's not impressive that Kanye West has more money than me, okay? Tyrone next door, who hasn't held down a steady job since summer of 95, who walks around in his drawers all day, lives off the government and switches back and forth between his Nintendo Switch and PS5, smoking more weed than a Snoop Dogg and Method Man after party, got more money than me, trust me. So trust me when I tell you, my feelings toward Kanye West have nothing to do with money. And let's also not forget that I've publicly stated that Kanye West is a musical genius and is the only artist whose first five albums out the gate were instant classics. The college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s and heartbreak, and even my beautiful twist, darker twisted fantasy is the best hip hop album over the last 15 years. So I am a fan. Well, at least I was. 
My issue with Kanye and people like Kanye all boils down to one reason on why I can't stand them. I cannot stand black people that work to make white racists feel comfortable. They are the absolute worst of us, no matter what they say. Believe me when I tell you, being the social media correspondent for KBLA allows me to see the of, underbelly of our social sites as racist white America steadily works to infiltrate what we do online. From disparaging comments about Black Lives Matter to calling us racist for rooting for everybody black, we have definitely struck a nerve with the knuckle-dragging Jethro's of America. They falsely accuse us African Americans of turning a blind eye to our killers, drug dealers, and gang members and accuse us of intentionally redirecting those energies to the crooked law enforcement agencies within our communities. And as detrimental as those social groups are within our black community, in my opinion, there is still nothing worse than those that turn their backs on us as a people and tap dance for the man. You see them. I see them. Your Kanye's, your Candace's, your Whitlock's, your elders, your Ben Carson's, and others. Black people that spend an inordinate amount of time criticizing black people with a microphone in public, all to make racist white America feel more comfortable. They want to be the black guy that gets invited to Chad's bachelor party. They want to be the black woman that gets invited to the evangelical church on Sunday. All in an effort to become the torch-bearing black person that racist white people can use as a point of reference on how black people can coexist in a world that they have systematically crafted to never benefit African Americans. See, if everyone was like Terrence, this would be a much better world. Yeah, and, and if black women were like Keisha, black and white girls could hold hands together like Martin Luther King wanted. These black people believe in the future. They believe people can change. They believe in the power of the human spirit and anything is possible as long as we fight hard enough to make it happen, right? But what's worse is they believe in the white supremacist system here in America. The old pull yourself up by your bootstraps mantra. The old America is the land of milk and honey mantra. And they believe that just because they may be succeeding financially in a white man's world, then they must have been given a pass to the pigment-free party. I'm just sick and tired of whitewashed African-Americans and our unapologetically multicolored brethren out there, too, waiting for racist white America to have some collective moment of clarity and start ushering in some pie-in-the-sky post-racial society that will finally allow, allow everyone to be judged by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. So let me officially report here on this Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, that is never going to happen in our lifetime, period. The most racist contingent of society won't voluntarily share their power that they have held close to their chest for 246 years that have given them limitless privileges in the most powerful and richest country in the history of the world. And even though the wealth gap in this country continues to widen, they continue to not care. Just an FYI, you would have to combine the net worth of 11 and a half black households to get the net worth of a typical white household. Yeah. You think I'm kidding? Here's more. Observe. 
According to data from the Historical Survey of Consumer Finances that has been adjusted for inflation, in 1968, a typical middle-class black household had $6,674 in wealth, compared to $70,786 for the typical middle-class white household. That was in 1968. It goes on to say that in 2016... The typical middle-class black household had $13,000 and $24 in wealth versus $149,703 for the median white household, an even larger gap in percentage terms. Yeah, the numbers are going in the wrong direction. And by the way, it gets worse. According to the Washington Post, more than one in five black families now report that they often or sometimes do not have enough food. That's more than three times the rate of white families. Black families are also almost four times as likely as whites to report they missed a mortgage payment during the crisis. Numbers that do not bode well for the already low black home ownership rate. And lastly, here's the most painful one in my opinion. Higher education has long been touted as a ticket to the middle class. But for black Americans, that has not been as true as one might hope. The typical black household headed by someone with an advanced degree has less wealth than a white household with only a high school diploma. Let me say that again. The typical black household headed by someone with an advanced degree has less wealth than a white household with only a high school diploma. And they don't care at all. So this narrative that keeps coming from the mouths of people that look like us is really starting to tick me off. And I'm sick of a lot of us continuously demanding for the other side to change when it's obvious that they are committed to misunderstanding us. They don't care about you. You are not one of them. You are not their friend. And you dance a jig much to their delight, pun intended. But back on topic. If you're an African-American listening to my voice right now, you not only have an obligation, it is your God-given duty to disrupt the system, period. This country was built by us, but it was never made for us. And the only way we will achieve some sort of balance in America is to deconstruct the system. Yes, we are all fighting for the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act to finally pass Congress and become law in this country. But notice that they are both stuck in limbo. That is not by accident. The hierarchy in this country will never intentionally place black people in a position where we wield some sort of power. Why do you think Barack Obama got so much pushback? There's only two ways for African-Americans to achieve equality in this country. One is for the system to be deconstructed and rebuilt from the ground up. The other is for us to wait until this racist generation of white people in America are no longer a part of the human experience and we can all theoretically press reset on race relations. In conclusion... Let me give some advice to the two polar opposite sides of African-Americans, okay? If you're a black person listening and you accept the status quo, you're doing it wrong. Yes, I know that you have obligations to meet and children to raise, and you probably feel that you don't have the time nor the energy to get more socially and politically engaged. But I believe that unless we change things for the better sooner rather than later, our children will bear the brunt of it. 
There is a population of people that are terrified of the inevitable. 2045 is the year America becomes a minority majority country. You've heard me preach it ad nauseum on this broadcast. And if we don't fight for transformative change over the coming years with the Republicans set to take back the Congress, a conservative majority in the Supreme Court, and Trump set to make another White House run, we could find an entire generation of young African-Americans stifled by any progress on the social justice front. That's not hyperbole. That's reality. And here's a newsflash for the other side. If you're a black person listening and you work to make racists feel comfortable, please continue. I pray you get what you're searching for. You want acceptance. You want to be one of them. That's why you love seeing Derek Chauvin get convicted, huh? So you could use it as tangible proof of injustice ending in America. That's why you love seeing the men that killed Ahmaud Arbery convicted, huh? So you could use it as palpable proof of racism ending in some way. And I feel sorry for you. I really do. White America has convinced you that the only way for you to succeed is for you to turn your back on your own people. And in a quest for attention and the dollar, you have made the poor decision to throw the same people that were at the back of the bus under the bus. They have somehow convinced you that the way in which America is currently constructed is fertile ground for all. But you're forgetting that there are people that look just like you that are born into far worse circumstances, though. And the pimps, pushers, and prostitutes from your old neighborhood are kings and queens, too. And I pray that you eventually find what you and your bank account are looking for. Selling out your own people to ironically find yourself in the black. But that's just me. All right. Had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. Tell me what you think, L.A. My mother tells me that the most sinful people are the ones that turns their backs on God. And I believe that the worst black people are the ones that turns their backs on us. Do you agree, huh? Also, what causes one of us to turn, huh? What causes a black person to jump sides and be a bigger hater than the non-black person could ever be? Do you think it's upbringing, environment, or something else? And lastly, do you know a black person like this? I do. I know a few. The ones they call sellouts. Uncle Tom's. The ones that are allegedly cooning is what they say sometimes. How do you feel about them? Are they harmless? or dangerous. Holla at your boy, your voice is the change, your voice is the community, your voice is on 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. And feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too. Plus, me and my midday partner crime, Miles and Alex and Robin. We'll take your comments via the ecosystem of this social network. Check this out when we come forward. I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation today. Yes, the worst of us black people are the ones that make white racists feel comfortable. But how can you tell one African-American from another? I can tell you exactly how. That's why my seven series today, if we can get to it today, Miles making fun of me. Seven signs that black person is on the wrong team. And not the ones you think are obvious. Some are vague and nuanced. I'll explain. 
add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Alex, let's ride. Come on now. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, man, man. Tales with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, discussing whether you believe, like me, that black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the worst of us. Let's go to Morris. Morris, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. The brother be black, be from Long Beach. Ain't got no warrant either. LB. <laughs> Neither do I. Thank God, man. Let's keep it that way in 2022. What's on your mind? What do you think of this whole topic, huh? I, I think you're right. I think people like Candace Owens and, and, and Leo Terrell and Tim Scott and Larry Elder and anybody that's black with R in front of their name called Republicans do our people a disservice, a big, big, big uh, disservice. And something that uh, Stephen A. said, a uh, sports guy on US ESPN, he says it's not always about color, uh, Danny. It's about what your mindset is. If you got a mindset like Candace Owens, come on in. But if you got a man mindset like Mami Abu-Jamal, you can't get in. And the word that you're looking for is nobody was as radical. And there was never been a literary scholar like Martin Luther King. I don't care what nobody says. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what Martin Luther King said. He said something. You got a new vernacular today. But back then, the vernacular was called, you want to be male-adjusted. You want to be male uh, male adjusted. Well, he's a male adjusted. He can't move in. He can't assimilate. That's the way you want to be. He called it male adjusted, but it's the same thing. And the way you're talking in terms of what the Republicans are trying to do, take us black, uh, take us back to, to back in the day, that means that Miles is going to be voting. Is that right, Danny? <laughs> Miles, wait a minute. He's calling you out. You're going to be voting. <laughs> Miles. <laughs> uh, Morris wants to know if you're going to be voting in the next election, man. Morris calling you out, man. I'll be voting in the next election. Uh, Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay, I guess that's for me. That's progress right there. Appreciate it, All right, boys, I appreciate the phone call, man. Let's go to uh, Dwight. Dwight is on the phone right now. Dwight, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. 510, Chocolate Brown from the CPT, Compton, uh, California. Compton's checking in. Drop that. What's on your mind? What's up? Oh, man, shout out to Miles. And, Danny, I agree with you so much. It's your consciousness. It's not your uh, pigmentation of your skin, because we see Clarence Thomas up on the Supreme Court, which means nothing. Mm. It don't mean that. Mm. They're playing on the wrong team, like you said. Uh, they flood our communities with guns and drugs, and then put us front page on the news and show us with the guns and drugs. But where did they come from? Like, uh, even, even Ronald Reagan, come out, just say no for drugs, and flooded our community with cocaine, which started the crack cocaine epidemic. Same thing with the opioids they did with the white boy, the uh, uh, the the uh, the, the uh, factory was in Connecticut, and the, and the family making all the uh, the opioids was right there in Connecticut. Talking about build a fence to keep the drugs out. The drugs was right here in Connecticut. Yeah, all of that, all of that is right true. Here. All that's true. What you're saying. So explain to me, knowing this information and these people that I spoke mm -hmm. on, the people that I mentioned specifically are all very intelligent, college-educated people. I, How can they still knowing this information in history? It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. They 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 rather have the money and a comfortable lifestyle than than, than actually doing something to help their people. And uh, yeah, they could do little things for us, put on little concerts and stuff, and uh, and throw. That's like the drug dealer throwing the turkeys out at Thanksgiving time. But he's <laughs> 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 
you king that's what i'm talking about right there i mean we have to have the discussion today on why now i gave it to you in the opening monologue on what's going on but we also have to explain why why is that happening how could you as an african-american you probably came from an impoverished neighborhood yourself watched your mother or father or both struggle trying to get you into college you finally get to college you finally get an education what happens when you get out you immediately turn your back on an entire community of people the same ones that rooted for you as you were coming up and now you're beating us up in public i don't understand it and people say it's the benjamins it's money and yes that of course it is but how do you do it with a straight face how how do you sleep at night Knowing that you are, you're willing to throw your own people under the bus for the dollar? That's tainted money. It is. They always say, oh, you're a drug dealer. That's blood money. You know what else is blood money? Somebody that is willing to throw the entire African-American community under the bus as a black person themselves. Same thing. 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic now. Middays with Danny Morse at KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk I just about. feel like, you know, Miles, I'm getting I'm getting robbed by everybody, man. What's the deal? It's just not fair. Yeah. Watch your pockets down there, uh, Super Bowl weekend, brother. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, but what's nice the, shoes you got, player. What's the spread on that game right now? I think it was four last time I checked. Where is it right now? I don't, I'm not a betting man, bro. You're from Vegas. What do you mean I'm not a betting man? What are you talking about? That's like being from, from, from the south and saying I don't like fried bologna. They go hand in hand. Fried bologna kills people, though. Yo, fried bologna's fire. I told you, man. You know, and then you fry it, and then the bubble, and then you cut a little slit, and the steam come out like a volcano. Delicious. Like, um, imagine being from Vegas being a gambler. That's <laughs> your problem, man. I'm saying, like, you, you'll go broke like that. How many marriages and relationships have ended in the city of Las Vegas? <laughs> you already know. So here's the thing, too, about marriages, though. Um, there's a reason why Nevada's and Vegas' divorce rate is so high, mm-hmm. because the divorce gets credited to the place where the marriage license is. Why? Okay. All okay. these spur of the moment yeah. weddings that go on in Vegas, we get the divorces too. Even if you're not from there. It's Even still if you're not from there. Ah. Y'all got those drive through weddings and Elvis will come out and marry you. Got Zoom call weddings. You got uh, Zoom call weddings? Mm-hmm. I've, people, I've, seen, I've seen people get married on Facebook Live. Me and Janet going to get married like somewhere on a strip. We're going to strip on a strip. Wow, wow, wow. It's going to get done. Mike, do the, uh, the drive-thru wedding? 
We could. She driving, though. I mean, I don't know what she driving. We ain't driving my car. She driving. It'd be nice, right? I'm just speaking in into existence in 2022. Let's go with you, man. That's manifesting, brother. It's manifestation for sure. Let's go to the phones. By the way, we are talking about uh, whether you, like me, believe that black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the absolute worst of us. Let's go to Randy. Randy, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Let's go. My color is black as night, and there ain't no moon, so we ain't going to do no hunting tonight. And I'm coming to you up 6-0. Right. And coming to you from the city of Watts. City of Watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, on a side note, on a serious note, too, I believe Tyrese is from Watts as well. Watching him in his right situation around. with his mom right now on social media, got to send prayers out to, to Tyrese right now. Wow. Yeah, he grew up around the corner from me over there over 92nd Street. Yeah, his mom fell ill a couple days ago, and he's been pretty public about it on social media. Man, my heart goes out to that cat. That is a tough situation. He's a good dude. But uh, what's on your mind today? What do you think of this whole thing? Well, like, like, you know, you had to stop me before about three months ago when I was getting ready to drop the bomb on somebody behind what caused 700 companies to go out of business and cost over 6,000 guys to lose they make, make making a living. And this is a situation that come about in 2008 and 2009 with our, with, with our uh, uh, ex-mayor, uh, Vera Gosa. Uh, they wanted to make it look like it was going to be a project that was accepted by the black community, right? Right. So they hired, so they hired black preachers to stand in the background when they made these TV uh, commissaries on the clean truck program. And one of these preachers, I ain't going to mention no names because I don't want you to be mad at me. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, I ain't going to mention no names, but I will say that he gave Dominique de Prima an award about three or four weeks ago. I don't know why it's so important that you identify who these people are. We understand, yeah, it's happening. There's a lot of the time where you just put it out there. We understand that it's happening. There are some people in clergy. There's people in politics that don't have our best interests at heart. And even though they have the same shade as us, they ain't always on our side. So I understand you don't have to identify who they are, King. I understand. Hello? Randy, you still there? He's not. But, uh, yeah, he's right. He's right. And there's a lot of people... They'll come out and they'll say that they're for the black community. But when all is said and done behind the scenes, some people will take a check. They will. Matter of fact, the cat said uh, before before the bottom of the hour a few minutes ago, he says that there's a number of drug dealers that will put on turkey drives and Christmas tree drives during the holiday season back in my hometown. That Frank Lucas. That's that Frank Lucas. Back in my hometown, a couple of cats from my neighborhood. I ain't going to mention no names because they might even be listening. A couple of cats, you know. Been selling drugs in my neighborhood for a long time. Years ago, would come to me and say, we want you to be the face of this whole thing. We will fund the operation, but we want you to be the face of this whole thing. And I turned them down. I mean, some people do that, and then they run for uh, Congress. But here's the question. Mom preach. Here's the, 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 the conundrum, if you will. If a lot of black families in that neighborhood are going to have a Thanksgiving dinner from those turkeys, but you know that the money is blood money, as they call it. 
should you do it just to make sure that those families get taken care of? That's the question. Will you sell your soul just to make sure some people might get taken care of? It's, it's what some people deal with all the time. Let's go to the phones. Howard, Howard on the phone. Howard, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. You know I'm from Watts. I talked to you before. Hey, what you know what I got to say? Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's like, hey, I take one for the team, bro. We got to figure this out. All groups, minority groups, have a way of dealing with their snitches, and we don't. That's why with the situation we are now, when somebody does something wrong to us, we give them a pass. We stop we got to stop giving them pain. Wait, 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 wait. You said I, are snitches. I, I don't think we're, we're talking about the same thing. Are snitches? What do you mean? Well, well, people, well, no, that's not the right term. But Uncle Tom's in general. Okay, Cones, okay. They got to go. They got to go. Um, we got, like I said, all groups, minorities, the Chinese got the tongue thing, you know. You do something, then you might end up sitting in the alley somewhere. Nobody won't say nothing. We got to implement the same thing. You gotta let these people. That's why they think they get away with because they do it all the time, and nobody say nothing. We'll be halfway, halfway check them verbally, so you know they're gonna do it. All those coons should be dealt with like that. Could you imagine? Go back in history. Could you imagine how what kind of shape we be been now? Hey, language, like language now. Go. Okay, you said shape. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, I misheard you. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said shape. <laughs> what kind of shape we would be in now? If we had a deal with the snitches that snitched on Nat Turner, mm. we have a problem. Just think about it. It took just one. Just one snitch. Yeah. Look, this. So, you know, it, you, know, you got to think about it like that. We got to start doing those type of things. I'm sorry. Someone's got to take one for the team. And sometimes I'm willing to take one for the team. So we has got to stop. The problem when you I appreciate the phone call, King. Thank you so much. Uh, the problem with what we're dealing with when the, in the African-American community is the vast majority of us aren't in a good place financially. We're just not. Uh, the minority within our minority, some are balling out of control. You know, middle class and up to an OK for the most part. Right. But the majority of us aren't. And there is always somebody on the outside that is willing to write a check. There's always somebody willing to take that check. So how are we ever going to get to the promised land if there's always going to be people on the bottom that are willing to take that check? And unfortunately, there's also going to be people with the biggest microphones out there that are also willing to take the check. And it sucks because those are supposed to be our leaders. Those are supposed to be the ones on the front lines. And if anybody in racist white America can come behind the scenes and write a check to that person, it's a problem. Because they're never going to have our best interests at heart. And that's the scary part of this entire equation. You mean to tell me that the people that are on the front line speaking for us anytime there's a social issue in this country, turn on CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News. You turn on those networks whenever any form of injustice rears its ugly head and becomes a nationwide problem. They got the same people on, on the forefront, right? Are they getting a check? Is somebody paying them on the, on the back end? Are you sure they got our best interests at heart? Who can we trust? Like, for real. We've talked about it on this show before. We got a bunch of celebrities in this country. The most high-profile people in this country that are African-American are sports, entertainment, you know, TV, movie, uh, the whole nine, right? Social media now, too. 
And people go, why aren't they taking those billions of dollars? And trust me, it's billions of dollars. How do they not take those monies and enhance the African-American community? Why hasn't that happened? There are some cases, I've mentioned them before, your shacks and your... Say it loud. We're black and we're proud. Not just in February. But every single day of the year. Sun up. Sun up. And your Latifas and we're saying it loud. <laughs> it's all good. So it's all good. But uh, we've mentioned them before. That there are some positive forces out there that are doing amazing things. Your LeBrons and your Magic Johnsons. And man, I love them so much for what they do. Putting their money where their mouth is. It's not just all talk with them. But the ones that don't. Why not? What's stopping them from doing it? Is there somewhere behind the scenes that they are told not to? That's what scares me more than anything. Because I think we already have the power and the resources to get the job done. We got that now. In 2022. It's there. Yeah, we still got to work on the infrastructure. and We still got to work on getting to the, the ballot box. Oh, my God, do we ever. There's a lot of moves we still need to make within the African-American community to get to some formulans, some semblance of normalcy in this country. But I think that the pieces are there for us to get it done. I just don't think there's willing participants that are out there that have the monies to get it done. And I'll give you another example when we, when we come forward. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580 are uh, the black people that work to make racist white people comfortable the worst of us. Uh, let me know. 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morris and KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Say it loud. We're black and we're proud. Not just in February. But every single day of the year. Sun up to sundown. KBLA Talk 1580. We're rooting for everybody black. 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 We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580. Breaking news. It's a breaking news day today. Sherry Shepard to become the permanent guest host of the Wendy Williams Show. New show name to be announced soon. Can we give uh, love to Sherry Shepard? No doubt about that. Sherry Shepard doing a thing. That's a queen in the game right there. Congratulations to her. Impressed for Wendy Williams, too. People give Wendy Williams a hard time all the time. It's like, you know what? They go, that's karma. That's when you talk about people the way she been talking about people for 20 years. At some point, karma rears its ugly head. Stop. Stop. Every single person, all of us, talk about other people. I'm doing it today. <laughs> Stop. She made a living off of it, though, huh? Does that make it worse? Kind of coincides with what we talk about today, huh? If you get a check, is it okay? If you get a check off of the pain of other people, is it okay? Freaking Joe Rogan's doing that right now. Getting a check. If you guys haven't been on our socials, by the way, talking about Joe Rogan, we posted a video of him being pretty casual with the N-word. I want you to check it out, okay? On what he thinks about the whole N-word controversy from years ago. But uh, let's go to the phones again. What we got? O. The name is oh oh. Give me your height, your color, and your hood. Oh, it might be Oprah. Who's this? No, money. My name is Onassis. Onassis is a fire. Where, I go name. By, oh, oh, oh. Where are you calling from, Onassis? 
I'm calling from Los Angeles. Yeah. Take us off speakerphone, my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Take me off speakerphone because uh, I'm, you're breaking up a little bit there. We're off. I love that. See, that's the voice of a king right there. That's what I'm talking about. What's on your mind today, King? I appreciate that. I'd like to make you a special offer, brother. Uh-oh. Wow. I have one of the largest music libraries on the West Coast, and I would like to make it available to KBLA because I want y'all to have all the best records. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, put it out there. Go ahead. I mean, you black-owned business. Put it on out there. But I got to get back to the topic of conversation. I can't knock the hustle. What you got? I got every record you need. What do you need? Well, you know, you ain't got that kind of time. I'm up against it. But uh, I tell you what, Danny at SmileyAudioMedia.com. Kick that information to me, and uh, I'll think about it. You never know. It's on its way. I do appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, King. (laughs) I don't know what that was. But once again, Miles and I talk about all the time, like, I never knock the hustle when people do whatever's possible to get their name out there. I go, okay, sounds good. I would do the exact same thing. So we'll see. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Roger, Brian, I see both of y'all. Stay there. Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Middays with Danny Morris. It continues when we come forward. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are. Rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, there Middays with Danny Morris. The KBLA Talk 1580 discussing whether you believe, like me, the black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the worst of us. Let's go to Brian. Brian, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Uh, what's going on, brother? Uh, in Carson, uh, just made 50 last week. So uh, drop that. Is, uh, I didn't ask. Yeah, I didn't ask for everything. Your, I didn't ask for your age, but uh, you know you can volunteer. It's so <laughs> funny. Somebody sent me a meme this morning that said, "Remember when we used to think people in their 50s had their crap together?" Ha ha ha! Right, 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 right. <laughs> so what's going so on? So to your point, to, to your point, man. Um, my dad used to tell me early on that. Uh, if you believe you can't be bought, then someone hasn't come to you with the right price. So everyone says, you know, I can stand firm. I can stand too. And some can, but you know, you tend to question those who are in the forefront, you know, and all of a sudden they start backpedaling or you don't see the same enthusiasm they had before. It makes you wonder, did somebody write a check? Okay. Hold Um, on. Hold on. Hold on, Brian. This is too good. A a convo. Do not leave. Can you you wait until after the top of the hour with the news and traffic? I'll come back to you. Sounds good. I appreciate you King. Wow. Let's, uh, let's put my man, Brian on hold, Alex, and let's come back to him after the top of the hour because woo, that's, that's the discussion right there. When they switch it up, what changed? 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic now. Join me on the other side on Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580, y'all. By the way, this coming Friday, as you guys know, Monday, I believe, is Valentine's Day. And on Friday, I got a special Valentine's Day episode going into the weekend. That's going to put all the fellas up on notice. 
on what the expectations are leading into Valentine's Day weekend. Reach into your wallet. Get ready. Miles, what's... You still believe in Valentine's Day, man? And let me tell you this, man. If you're giving the fellas advice on Friday for Valentine's Day on Monday, it's too late. No, you know how it stretches out, right? You got to you gotta stretch it out to the weekend. I mean, Valentine's Day is on Monday. You got to start that on Friday. You want to know why? Because all of her girlfriends are getting the same thing. I mean to me. I'm not saying you personally. You know what's happening? What's going to happen this Friday? She's going to get jealous of her girlfriend. That's exactly right. She's going to be at work. She's going to be sitting in her cubicle. All her girlfriends are. Rose is going to be coming in. Boom. Balloon's going to be coming in. Boom. I just want to let you know as we head into our weekend, because you know we going to the bay this weekend, that I love you and you the mo- and your lady going to be sitting there eating some cup of noodles. Okay. Well, hey, listen, listen. You got to understand Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> Wait a minute, Alex. You got to understand Super Bowl weekend. So you can't be going out of town with your lady on Super Bowl weekend? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying the Super Bowl is in L.A. this weekend. It is. But she don't want to be here with all this nonsense? Well, she can, we can do something different on Monday come Valentine's Day, but we don't, we going to be here Sunday and watch the game. Why can't y'all go out of town and watch the Super Bowl together somewhere at a, at a spa somewhere? Because it's not Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's still Valentine's Day weekend. This is why you single. And why I'm single, too. Single, too. About to give advice. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to help him out because I've been there. I've been married twice, actually. Trust exactly. me, I know. Exactly. That's part of the reason I know. Get advice from never mind. Do you want to listen to somebody that's been married for forty years or somebody that's been divorced twice? Which who's got more experience? Me. Who's got more good advice? Not the point. We're doing a radio show. Aha. <laughs> Aha. Shut Aha. your mouth right now. Turn his mic off right now. Stop my stop my business. Okay. Speaking of business. Get back to the business. We're discussing whether you believe, like me, the black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the worst of us. Go back to Brian. Let's get him back up in there. Brian, you made a nugget a few minutes ago, basically asking, is there a price for everybody? I think anybody can be bought. And you're, you're making that case. Go ahead. You were saying. Yeah, just, you know, people say, you know, I'm, I'm for the cause and I'm this, and that's great. But, you know, again, if you say you can't be bought, then someone hasn't approached you with the right price. Um, and it's one of those things where we no longer hold these leaders accountable to a serious extent. You know, we vote just because it looks good and it sounds good. But, you know, there's no foot to behind when it comes to holding said person accountable for his or her actions anymore. And the people that get elected really pontificate to us that they're going to do these things and they end up not doing them for other reasons, be it the fact that they took a check for a campaign donation, you know, two years ago. Now, all of a sudden that favors come and do that. Well, we don't want you to do X, Y, and Z. So let that go. Then all of a sudden you don't hear about the programs that were initially discussed on the campaign trails anymore. Mm. So then it becomes now they're in office and it's like, all right, we got him here or her here. Now they're not doing nothing that they said that they promised to do. So I think what the colonizers have continued to do and will continue to do is find those of us who are weak-minded and who will basically, you know, for a check with some zeros behind it, you know, work their agenda at the same time, you know, while not fulfilling ours, not being true to the game, as they say. You know, it's just, it, I've lost faith, truthfully, in this country. I mean, I live here. I love it here. Don't get me wrong. But 
it's so much going on and it's so much racism that's so intergrained and structured mm. here in this country today that the younger generation has no idea what's going on. They don't even see it. Mm. And they don't even care. You know, as no, they a, don't. As they don't. It's all about the it, it's it's all about the turn up. It's all about uh, living your best life. It's all about all the non-essential things that they're concerned about. They're concerned about the here and now, the the instant gratification. I don't want to work for it. I want it now. I want my money to grow overnight. But Brian, whose fault is that though? Let- Whose fault is that? That this young generation don't care about politics. They don't care about voting. They don't care about social issues. Whose fault is that? It's actually a twofold problem. One, if your parents don't know, then there's no way the child is going to know. And then secondly, the school system does not teach financial literacy whatsoever. I think the last time I was the last time I was in school in high school, they taught you how to fill out a check was the last thing I remember them teaching anything. They teach you what a 1040 is. School designs to teach you how to be a consumer. It designs to teach you how to be an employee. You go to work, you get a 15-minute break, you work again, you get a lunch break, you go to work again, you get another break. That's just like going to school. You got recess, lunch, and then afternoon recess. You go to college. I got my master's degree. Nowhere in there do they teach you the fundamentals of financial literacy on how to how to make your own money grow. Mm-hmm. You get the concepts, you get the theories, you get all this all this non-practical application. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes like, well, I didn't know. Well, obviously when you hopefully when you know better, when you when you know better, you do better. I've part of what I do is financial literacy for my clients. I went down to Alabama and sat with my cousins who were in their 20s and talked to them. And one of them told me, hey, cuz, I man, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You don't know what you don't know. But then you look at the educational system. They took out home economics. They took out, you know, all these art programs. There is no financial literacy. None. There's no financial literacy in place in any school in, U- in, in LAUSD or probably any other state. Mm. But that probably is by design. I tell you what they sell the American. I'm sorry. They they sell the American dream as buying a house. Yeah, that's not the American dream. Yeah, buy a American house, dream and, and, and two point three kids. Right, and right, a, and right, right. Yeah, but no one. But you notice how no one tells you or no one is advertising. Well, you know what? You know what you need to do. You need to buy some income property so you can make your money grow. You need to invest early on because you have a lot of more. You have a lot more time on your hand. And your money can grow over time. That's what you need to do. Buy income property, live in it, then use that money to fund your actual house. And then buy another piece of income property. No one tells you to do that. No industry, not even the real estate industry, is going to tell any individual to do that. Let alone anyone in our community that look like us. So one of my goals here is to impact my zip code as much as possible. Try to educate as many of the people that I can touch and talk to as much as possible on what they should and should not be doing. To impact his zip code. Man, you know what? 
We could talk. We should talk for an hour. I tell you what, get in my DMs right now. Matter of fact, get in my email, Danny at smileyaudiomedia.com. Send me an email. Show me what you're about, your business, the whole nine. I want to bring you back on soon because this conversation, financial literacy, is something that we don't touch on enough on this broadcast. I would love to have somebody in here that could do a far better job than I ever could to have this discussion with my audience, man. This, that's call of the day. That's the new call of the day. I know we've had one already. That right there easily supersedes the first. I just appreciate the perspective, King, and uh, I think I'll be in touch, okay? Yeah, no problem, sir. You you let me know. I will. Wow, that right there, man. That is a call. And he is so right. He's so right on so many fronts. And anybody can be bought. I was talking to my son just the other day. I don't know if you guys are into video games or that industry at all. And Microsoft, you know, Xbox, Series X and S and the one and the whole nine, bought Activision, Blizzard, the one of the biggest <laughs> publishing slash developing groups in the world. Microsoft bought them. Now, as you know, Microsoft's one of the biggest companies in the entire world. They're worth $2.3 trillion. I mean, bigger than most uh, countries' GDP. Like, <laughs> Microsoft is huge. But people were like, they can't afford uh, Activision Blizzard. They gave them $68 billion cash. Cash! So that king is right. Everything and everybody's for sale. When you come with the right number, everybody and everything is for sale. And that's what's scary about a lot of the leaders in the African-American community. They go, we can trust that person. That person's got our best interests at heart. We know that if we put that person in office, they're going to do exactly what we need them to do. They put the black community on their backs and they're going to lead us into the 21st century. And then you go, oh, but what if somebody hands them a check? They still got us best interests at heart, usual. What's the price if everybody's got a price? 1-800-920-1580. Roger, I see you. I, think, I appreciate you holding for so long. This is Middays with Tandy Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, where black lives matter. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do black history every day. Not just one month a year. Honoring our past, representing the present, charting our future. We're unapologetically progressive. We're KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. This ain't your grandfather's talk radio. The conversation with Danny Morrison continues right, right now. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580, uh, discussing whether you believe, like me, the black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the worst of us. And uh, having a conversation with that uh, that king just a few minutes ago, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick mini story before we get to Roger here. Real, real quick. Uh, a bunch of years ago, okay, as you guys know, I come from Central Cali. And, uh, you know, I was up there doing my thing. You know, speaking out against injustice and being a disruptor, as I've always prided myself on being. Calling out the racism of uh, Donald Trump and anybody else can uh, get this smoke. Anybody that's trying to harm African Americans, I'm always dead. And I'll use my microphone to do it. I always have. And a group approached me. It was about seven, eight years ago. Invited me to lunch. And, you know, sat me at a table and... I walked up and they had some of my business on the table. I'm like, who is it? Who, who, who is it? Y'all the FBI? What? Am I? Am I going to jail? What's going on here? 
And they sat me down and they were talking about, you know, my presence in Central Cali and how, how I had made a name for myself and whether or not I was interested in politics. And I go, never thought about it. You know, media is my thing. You know, the black community, you know, being a voice of reason out here. That's what I'm about. Right. So they were like, we would love for you to do it because we think that you're one of the very few people of color that could win an election in Central Cali. And I go, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the offer. I appreciate the, the, the opinion of me. That means I'm doing something right. And I said, well, man, I got, I got family. I got bills to pay. You know, I got, I got things. I can't be focusing on no politics, even if I wanted to do it. And they turn to me and they go, oh, we'll pay all your bills all the way up through the election. I go, what? I for a second, I'm like, wait a minute, I had to rethink this. Even if I lose, that'd be nice, you know what I'm saying? Y'all pay that car note. Pay that insurance. Who gonna pay for We're gonna get extra groceries at Albuquerque today. You know what? I let to get some ice cream since we're here. Why not? We ain't even paying for it. That'd be great. But in the end, I turned them down. And I knew the minute you take a check, everything changes. The minute you take a check from the other side, everything changes. It ain't even got to happen right then and there. If somebody on the outside looking in comes and writes you a check and funds whatever your, I don't know, your plight, your, your journey, I don't know, whatever you're doing, at some point, they want to cash in. So I think that's what happens with a lot of us African Americans. We doing what we doing. We're trying to make a change in the community. We're trying to raise as many resources as possible. And let's keep it real. We black people aren't good at just donating to the cause. You got to get people in a headlock to get them to donate. You know? So some white cat from somewhere, you know, comes up and he goes, hey, I see you out there doing your thing for the black community. I love it. I love black people. You guys are so, just so awesome. You guys are so artistic. I just love you as a people. It's a travesty to what's happened to black people in this country. How much? How much? To make all your problems go away. How much? And that black person go, hmm. I could buy some more turkeys. You know what else? I could also buy some more Christmas trees. Or maybe we can establish a center here and get some tutoring here and do, 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 do this and that. You never know. They take that check. And we talked about it on this show. Remember we did um, how white people are coming into these neighborhoods. I mean, I'm in Lamert Park right now, and I was looking for an apartment here in Lamert Park, and I was going around, you know, all of these people that are advertising. And I'm telling you, half the people I came up to were white people that were trying to rent out a room and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. And we talk about gentrification, and I made the case on the show that we did. I said, black people taking a check, man. And I can't blame when black people in that situation take a check. But I... It, it troubles me that are people that, is that are struggling as a whole, financially, that someone can just simply write a check to get us to do what they want us to do. That scares me. Well, and just like we always, whenever a black person in our neighborhoods, and a lot of us grew up in a rough neighborhood, I've told you, I grew up in Central Cali, one of the roughest neighborhoods in the state at the time. 
What do we do the minute we say we've made it? Where are we usually? If a black person says, I made it, I'm successful. Where are we with the white people? That's exactly where we are. We gonna keep it real or not? We haven't made it until we moved out of our own neighborhoods and moved into white neighborhoods. Then we finally made it. And somewhere along the way, we had to take a check. That's why I was so excited when Tavis Smiley called me. I said, let me get this straight. I get to, this is my first black boss ever. I'm not kidding. This is the first black boss of my lifetime. Do you know how refreshing it is to come up in here? Black owned and operated radio station. The only one west of the Mississippi, talk radio. I get to come in here and work hard, do my show. A show that I love, my dream show. And do it for beautiful black people around me. It's like the dream, man. You know what I'm saying? But are we always for sale? I, I don't know. Let's go to the phones. Roger been so patient. We might as well get Roger called it a day just because. Roger, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Height, 5'9", color, Cedar Brown. Hey, I, I want to clear up the term. I want to clear up the term Uncle Tom. Man, uh, Uncle Tom was actually a gentleman, man. He was a guy named jo- Johanna Henson, man. And he was born in 1830 in, uh, uh, he was born in 1830 in Charleston County. Uh, but my point is the term Sambo is the true term to, to use because, uh, uh, the gentleman, uh, uh, Johanna, Johanna Henson, he, he, he was a guy that started the Underground Railroad. He was a guy before the Underground Railroad was established. So the the word Uncle Tom isn't really the, the proper, you know, label to put on. It's, it's Sambo is the correct label. Well, Sambo would give. Well, I agree with you, but give, I mean, it, it, is, it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> we go. <laughs> I, I mean, it's got twisted. It got twisted through history. Okay. But the word Sambo is the guy that would, you know, give up his his people to any slave master and sell them out in a hot ticket. So look up Joe. You know, he, he's 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 a real guy. You know, Uncle Tom is the wrong term. Did you call to defend the Uncle Toms of the world? Is that what you called me for? I know you didn't put on be on, put on hold for that long, Roger, to defend the Uncle Toms of no, the world. <laughs> No, no, I'm not defending him, but that's the wrong term. It's that, Sambo is a, is a true term. He's the one that sell out. He's the one that sound out black folks. The, the true term is a Sambo. Okay, Sambo, Uncle Tom, Coons, whatever, that, whatever you want to call him, answer a question for me. How does somebody <laughs> that may have grown up in an impoverished neighborhood surrounded by black people finally, quote unquote, make it, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, make it and then get out the neighborhood and all of a sudden start putting us down? Throwing us under the bus, defending white people, pushing back against Black Lives Matter. How in the hell does that happen? Well, it, 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 it all depends on how you look at it. I mean, you know, there are people that have moved out the neighborhood and are still coming back to the neighborhood. I go back to the neighborhood and try to help out my 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 neighborhood. I lived in Compton for a number of years and have gone back, you know, and, and try to bring kids to uh to the enlightenment of like the gentleman earlier, talk about financing, talk about stock market. You know, I I, I try to educate one on one. So there are folks that do move out, but they do come back. So you can't can't slam everybody. 
Oh my God. I, uh, th- there's people that call this show sometimes and they go, you can't put everybody in the same bucket. And I go, we're very much aware of that. And I think that is a defense mechanism we do all the time on this broadcast. Why do we do that? Yeah, but everybody's not doing it. You know what? The butt a bunch are. Roger, come on. You, you one of the most intelligent cats that call this show. Come on now. There's a lot of people, black people, that leave the black community and put us down once they are gone. What do you have to say about them? Well, you know what? I put them in check. You know, I put them in check. That's what you got to do, one-on-one, put them in check. But in in respects to the ones, and I repeat myself, that, that are leaving, they do come back. They do come back, and if they're helping their nephews, their, their nieces, and they're showing them. I help my nieces and nephews, and I tell them about the stock market. I tell them what it means, the Dow, the 500. You know, I educate them. I, I tell them to get a, a Roth 401. So we're out there. We're out there doing it. Okay. Roger, I appreciate the phone call, King. Thanks for calling from Temecula. Checking in. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> All right, my brother. Peace. Now, I love me some Roger. Roger punked out on me today. And I, I don't like my, my, my regulars calling this show and punking out. I don't like it. Yes, we're very much aware that there's a, a, a contingent of African Americans that go back to the neighborhood in which they lived. And go back and give back. I'm one of them. Turkey drives. Christmas tree drives. You know? I have something called the hashtag how long healing tour that I used to take into prisons and schools in my old neighborhood. We do a what I call a season of peace back in my old hometown every single Christmas season and go into the neighborhood, motivational speaking, gifts and prizes and dancing, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There's some of us in here that do that stuff. But you know what? That ain't what we're talking about today. There's a bunch of us that could not care less about us once we leave the neighborhood. I want to know why. Because as we've mentioned on this show before, some of us can't stand us. There is a self-hatred associated with African-Americans that a lot of us don't like to admit. Some of us don't want to be around us. How many times you've been in a a public place and one of us is acting out and you just be like rolling your eyes like, oh, man, I was at a (laughs) I was at a convenience store three days ago. All right. Now, you know, you're not supposed to smoke indoors, right? I'm at a convenience store waiting to pay for the items in my hand. This young brother couldn't have been 18, 19 years old. This dude is smoking a blunt in the middle of this convenience store. Out open, just smoking. No mask. Smoking a blunt in the middle of the convenience store, right? And we standing in line. And I'm just like, I hope to God that this cashier don't say something to this guy. Because that's how you get knocked out. By saying anything. I'm telling you, sometimes we just be acting wild. I get it. I get it. But I still ain't going to turn my back on that cat. I'm not. Because I know there's always uh, an origin story. There's always the genesis of why things like that happen. Racism is a part of it. Miles, you're right. We will get into that, I'm sure, in the future. 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic right now. Lorraine, I see you. Don't you go nowhere. Middays with Danny Morris and KBLA Talk 1587 series on the other side. Two, stay there. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. On KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. 
You were checking out Men Days with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, we are discussing whether you believe, like me, the black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the worst of us. Miles predicted that I'm not going to get to my seven series today, and uh, we're going to try our best here. <laughs> it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Let's go to Lorraine, who's on the phone right now. Lorraine, give me your height, your color, and your hood, queen. This is Lorraine, 5'4", color, caramel, hood, Inglewood. Inglewood! That is on fire right now. Inglewood got the Super Bowl. Tell me about it, Danny. And guess who's all moving and buying everything up? Yeah. These white folks are buying it up, giving you top dollar. And I wanted to say family, black families, your parents or your grandparents left you probably do not sell because land is wealth. Land is wealth. You could tear that house down to build two. Stop doing that. They throw that money. I, ha- I have people every day calling me. I'll give you 500000 for property that my parents paid 15000 for. No, keep your money. Lorraine, but no, we need to stop. But, but, Lorraine, let me ask you, though, if there's a family that doesn't have the money to bring that house up to code and the white family's like, I'm going to give you half a million dollars, how can you blame that black family? Well, I bet you this. Because so many of us trying to be the part, look the part, be the part. Okay, if we have to work together, try to work together. That's the first thing. We're not help. Families are not helping families like we used to. Mm. We had family come from migrate from Louisiana. Three of them left as died as, as multimillionaires, but we helped each other. And some of the things my parents did, maybe, but it still helped. They had poker games at their house to raise money mm. and, and give that person money to help pay the rent. But uh, it's, it's, it's about us. And I've had three Asian people come to me on my job, and I've seen racism from the 50s and calling us niggers and wetting us up. And, you know, it's, it's really sad. But we as a people have to pull together, work together. They talk about the Mexican, the Latinos. They work together. They pull their money together. But we have to as a, first fix ourselves. Yeah. Totally agree, Lorraine. And that's our problem. Stop blaming everybody. Excuses are the tools that incompetent people use to build monuments of nothing. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm. Lorraine, thank you so much for the phone call, Queen. I appreciate you so, so much. She is dead on when she said that, by the way. The Latino community, the Punjabi community, the Asian community, and we know white people get down like that. They take care of one another. They try to make all of these racist jokes about Latinos having 20 people in a household. But you know what? They take care of family, though, ain't they? They do. You go to some blocks back in my hometown to where they will have, like, entire, almost like a, a, a compound, you know what I'm saying, of all Latinos. And they go, well, that's not fair. Heck, yeah, that's fair. Taking care of your own? Beautiful. Love it. Love it. You go to these stores here. I was at this, what, a, what was the name of that store? El Super? Is that what that, that's called over on Century? Inside the same parking lot, El Super? Is that the name of that grocery store? Yeah. And I've mentioned it on the broadcast before. I, I shop there. You know, ain't no black grocery store. That'd be nice. But, you know, I go up in there. They got, like, Spanish signage all throughout the place. And they mix in your more mainstream foods with, you know, foods made directly from Mexico or right here by Mexicans right here in America. And they mix it all between all the mainstream food. I go, beautiful, man. Could you imagine if we African-Americans could do that? Oh, that would be fantastic, man. But you know us, we'd be flipping it, you know. We'd be selling rims on aisle three, you know what I'm saying? 
Y'all know us, it'd be different. <laughs> how much are your grills? We'd be having grills, like right next to, you know how you have the impulse buys right next to the cash register? We'd have some gum, and we had like some water, and we had some grills. Y'all know us. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into it, though. But uh, I do want to know, is, is are black people that work to make racist white people comfortable the worst of us? And my DMs have been getting some messages today, and I'm with you, because I know what some of y'all are saying, and I know what some of y'all are thinking. Now, Dan, like, Danny, you do know that the black community is suffering from a multitude of problems right here in 2022, right? I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. You do know that there's been a multi-generational breakdown of the black family unit, right? I was like, yeah. I know. You do know that African-American children are underperforming across the board K through 12, right? Yeah, I know. And the African-Americans are 14% of the American population and 34% of the prison population, right? Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Did you know that black women have nearly 30% of all the abortions, resulting in the deaths of 350,000 fetuses a year and one every 90 seconds, right? Yeah, I know. Did you know the young black males accounted for 35% of youth arrests in the United States, even though they only represent 15% of all U.S. children, right? Yeah. Very much away. And you do know that according to the FBI, African Americans accounted for 55.9% of all homicide offenders, right? Yep. And knowing all this information... You still willing to sit here and tell us that black people that work to make racist white people comfortable are the worst of us? How can you say that? How? Here's how. Because every African-American in this country knows all or most of the statistics or a variation of them. Every African-American in this country knows what we've gone through in this country. Every African-American in this country knows about systemic and institutional racism and what it's done to thwart progress for black people. And knowing this information, these types of black people still decide to turn their backs on us. And even worse, excuse the oppressor for his transgressions while tap dancing for him at the same time. That is easily worse for me. It ain't even close. Because let's make something very, very clear. I will never excuse our behavior. If you listen to this broadcast, if you're an avid listener to The Danny Mo Show, you know how I get down. When we are foul, I call us out every single time. I think it's foul when we harm one another. Foul. But at least I can intellectually tell you why we do it. I can give you a, a, a historical analysis on why we African-Americans harm one another. It's not an opinion. It's science on why it happens. It's racism, like Miles says, right? Yeah, it's racism. Exactly, it is. But I can't give you a scientific reason on why white America hates us so much. That, okay, racism. That's true, Miles. And I can definitely, I definitely can't give you a scientific reason on how and why a black person would lick their boots for doing so. Basically signing off on the behavior. It boggles my mind. That makes them feel great. They go, whoa, we must be okay. If Candace Owens is telling us that we're okay, I guess we're okay. 
If Larry Elder has an entire room laughing at him, screaming out the N-word, we must just be okay. Right? Because those are the intellects. Those are the intellectuals in the black community. And if the smarter ones are defending us to their own people, well, we're doing pretty good. Right? Things are fantastic. That's what's happening, y'all. And yeah, that is why I say those black people are the worst of us. If Chad is calling you over to his family's house on holiday seasons and you're the only black person in the room looking like a grain of pepper in a salt shaker, if you're the only one there and he is holding you up like you the trophy, you the black trophy, I'm going to call my friend over. He's great. His name's Terrence. He's great. Mom, Dad, wait until you meet him. He's great. And you come on up in there. Shaking hands to everybody. So, where are you from, son? Oh, I'm from I'm from Inglewood. Oh, really? Oh, there's been some problems over there in Inglewood. There's been some issues. All of a sudden, you flipping a script on them. Yeah, that neighborhood's been cooling down for a long time, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to get up out of there, and they've had some issues. That's what they do. That's what the other side does to us. Makes us flip on our own people in real time. It's a problem. 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward here, <laughs> I will give you the 7 Series that Miles said I wasn't going to get to. 7 Series on the other side, despite what Miles says on Middays with Teddy Boss and on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. You are checking out Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Alex is hilarious. Love that shirt too. Prayed up. Got a shirt that says prayed up. Exactly. Exactly, all the time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365. Just got a uh, a message from a girl, uh, Urban Spinster. It says here, Gonzalez in Northgate Market is a huge family-owned grocery chain. Gonzalez Market? Is that black-owned? Is Gonzalez is it black-owned? I don't know. I'll check it out. And she says, what? How do we respond when the truth about a community we live in is brought up in front of company? Example, I lived in Compton for 16 years, and though it is and was not the same as portrayed in the 80s, it definitely had flaws. How do you respond when the truth about a community we live in is brought up in front of company? Um, I don't know. You, you tell the truth. I mean, look. We have some issues within our, our African-American communities. We have to say not only what the issues are, but who's doing the, 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 the harm within our communities. I'm always real about what's happening. I'm just talking about do the research on why it's happening. Do the, re- the, the long-term research. Go, go further back than 10 years ago on why we are harming ourselves within our communities. But I don't want you to turn a blind eye to the injustice that is taking place within our communities. There's some cats out there harming us that look just like us. We don't turn a blind eye to that on this show or this radio network. We don't. 
And uh, she just said, no, it's not Northgate. That's part of the name. They're located all over L.A. Latin owned. Okay. Look, the Latinos out here doing it with the groceries. I'll go. I'll I'll give them some cash. A black grocery store would be fantastic, though. Is there one anywhere in Los Angeles? I'll travel. I'll do it. Let's get to the seventh series, though. Uh, Yeah, the worst of us black people are the ones that make white racists feel comfortable. But how can you tell one African-American from another? Well, I can tell you exactly how. That's why the seventh series today is seven signs that black, seven signs that black person is on the wrong team. And not the ones you think are obvious. Some are vague and nuanced. I'll explain. Miles, I'm up against it, man. <laughs> it's going to be the two series to no, play. <laughs> All right. Stop it. Miles loves being right. That's his first time this year, by the way. I don't like being right, but I get used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven series. Uh, seven signs that black person is on the wrong team. Number one is, uh, of course, Mr. I don't date black women. Yeah. What are you pointing at me for? You're pointing at me. What are you talking about? I was just like, like ooh. No, no, one. no. That wasn't a ooh. That was a you. It's what you just did. did. I, 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 what are you talking about? I date black women all the time. Never said you didn't. Now man. I'm sounding like a playboy. And why do I sound so defensive? What is sound that? real defensive. You all right over there? Shush, shush, man. You put my business on front street. What you doing? Sweating over there, baby? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just talking Back on topic. Look, there's nothing wrong with dating outside your race. You love who you love. And the wine has taught us a long time ago that love has no color. But the rubber meets the road when a black man dates another race and then fixes his lips to denigrate the character of black women while dating Becky. Again, ain't nobody checking for you, Carlton. Ain't nobody checking for you. Do you, boo? But you attempting to rationalize sleeping with the enemy while disrespecting the queens is where the coonery begins. And it should also be where it ends. Stop the nonsense. And that is the first sign that black person is on the wrong team. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. We're already up against it. I'll, spe- I'll try. I'll try, y'all. There was a, a woman in my DM saying, you need to start finishing your seven series. I, I know. I'm trying. Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Middays with Danny Morris. It continues when we come forward. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. The heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening, and the convo continues right now. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Man, I just got a message from a good friend of mine from my hometown, and a number of the pastors have come together to push back against COVID 19. And, you know, I criticize uh, the black church. On the show a lot because I say a lot of the pastors don't come together to do what they need to do. And man, you know what? I I'm gonna pause my sevens. I wanna I wanna play this for y'all. It's short. I need y'all to hear this. And it was so good. I said, man, and and it got me misty. These are some of the the black pastors coming together. It's a montage of all of these pastors. Uh, showing their names and showing what church they're a part of. And they're from different areas all throughout the county, right? Showing them opening up their Bibles and one is sitting at a piano. And and it's just, it's really a great look. And then they all show up on stage together. 
I'll post this on my socials later. As faith-based leaders, we often experience firsthand the devastating impact of COVID-19 on families in our community. We're in a war, and the only physical weapon we have against this enemy is the vaccine. We stand before you united in our efforts to educate and to build vaccine confidence. By taking the vaccine, we have saved our life and the lives of others. We can only overcome the vaccine hesitancy with less fear and more hope. If we all work together, the quicker we can get back to normal. Kern County, we can do this. Join us in our effort of promoting community immunity. Community immunity, man. And then they walk off stage. Look, man, I'd right there. I just love, I just love more than anything. I just love to see churches work together. We're going to do another church episode. Uh, got a little criticism from a listener recently saying, I'm very heavy on, on Jesus and black church, and he wish I would open it up to different religions. And I want to do that. But I can only speak from a personal perspective a lot of the time. And... One of my biggest criticisms of the black church is uh, they don't work together. So when I see that, it's a start. And I love it. And I think we need to do more of that. And maybe a lot of that is happening in Los Angeles, and I don't know about it. But if it is, somebody let me know. Danny at SmileyAudioMedia.com. But I, I, I would really love for the black churches to work more together. All right. Sorry I couldn't finish the seven series again. Wow. We need more show. We'll see. Good luck. God bless. Gone. The deal. Hugely afternoon show is up next. In the meantime, and in between time, keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Y'all stay right there. You heard? KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.